Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. And every Wednesday, throw topics, throw discussions from two throw G's with degrees. Like always, I am one of the hosts, co-hosts, D. Willa, a.k.a. Willa the King, a.k.a. that nigga. And, and, and like always, I got my man, Jay Wilts, in the house. Jay Wilts, what's popping with, man? Man, what's up, man? It's been a full, full, full day, you know, with yesterday being... June twenty seventh, you know what I'm saying, man. It, it was it was a great day yesterday, and today has just been an even better day, man. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, man, everything is well on my end, man. Yep, everything is well on my end. Finishing up this last little stay in Detroit. So next day, next time we'll be coming live from Houston, like we should be each and every time. But let's not let's not delay it. Let's go and get to these topics. And topic number one is. Um, all-time Packers rusher Amon Green getting uh getting my fault getting his his daughter uh calling running to the neighbor's house after he hits her upside the head for not doing the dishes. Um, this guy's facing up to uh, I think nine months. He's got a little felony child abuse, uh, um, causing bodily harm to the kid. Uh, I don't know what happened, but what the daughter is saying is that she she didn't do the dishes. He came up, punched her in the head. She ran to the she ran to the neighbor, and they called the cops. My man went to jail, posted a bond, I believe. Um, the wife is saying that she's always saying she's gonna the, that the child is always playing these games, saying that she's gonna get in trouble. But my question is really, you know, with all that. Are black people still whipping their kids in 2017? Well, is that, you know, I know you got a whooping, I got a whooping, but, you know, I just yeah. think that's super slave shit. You know, even though I did a little research, 90% of everybody is whooping their kids. But black people, we don't got whipped so long. What You know, when are we going to stop the, you know, stop the motherfucking uh, the train, you know? Yeah. I, I I believe at a certain age you should stop, man. You should try. You should you should, that should be like last resort on some whooping shit. It just got to be like the ultimate disrespect to learn some type of lesson, like you know some some stealing or some disrespecting your mother or some stuff like that. But you know we we try to teach lessons, man. You know that's what I try to do. I try I try not to resort to that belt. You know after a couple articles that I read. About about you know disciplining children like that, but you know you know, I mean I, I ain't gonna say my son don't get his ass whooped because he, he he clown he do the right thing he gonna get his ass touched. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's not it's it's, 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 yeah, it's it's not a it's not a time against the wall and 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 dust until he fold type of a whooping, but 
it's a correction, you know, and I and I think you you got to be stiff on these young these young boys coming up, man. You know, that's all, all else they're gonna be wearing, you know, blouses or some stuff like your boy Migos. You know, not not not, not no hate. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. <laughs> We'll get to the Migos, you know, you also said, you know, you also, we said uh, yesterday was June 27th, uh, uh, H-Town holiday, and uh, I'm pretty sure Fat Pat and guys like that was wearing Versace shirts, little flamboyant shirts, I'm pretty sure they were, Biggie Small, so we're not going to go there, we'll, bring, we'll definitely talk about the Migos, Migos later, but to this whooping part, I haven't touched my son like that, you know, I might scuff him in the back of the head a little to the head, nothing too serious. Just just to let him know I'm there. Not just a little pressure, but I'm not whooping my son. You know, I I think, you know, there's there was a choice that I made after getting whoopings, probably let's say I averaged four to five whoopings a week. You know, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending for a while. And and like you said, you read it. I read some things uh of uh, the last couple of days where saying, you know, Maybe whooping your child, not really whooping them, but giving them some uh, a physical punishment when they're young, it's okay. But the older they get, the and the and the more you whoop them, the I guess the older they get and you're still whooping them, the more that it causes bad effects. You know what I'm saying? So they were saying, you know, right. four, three and four, whoop your kids. I mean, give them a little punishment. I'm sure they weren't talking about ass whoopings, but just a little a little punishment. And they would, uh, and it's not going to have any, you know, real mental effects, you know. So I was getting my ass whooped till probably, I don't know, let's say 12 or 13. I don't think it really messed me up, but it did make me have a period of time where I didn't fuck with my old man, you know, because he was the one doing the whoopings. And, and, I, and I don't really want that to happen with me and my son because I think that was good years that, you know, that I was really angry at him for a while, for a couple of years, just because he was the guy that was whooping me. Nobody else was whooping me. Nobody else could whoop me, but my old man could. And I don't know if I really thought he could really see me if he wasn't my old man. So, you know, there was a lot of disdain for that. So I really, I don't want that with my son. I scared him early. I let him know every time, you know, I might jack him up, pick him up by, you know, with one hand, with the shirt, make sure, you know, and, and let him know, hey, I'm running this. But to get to the physical violence and whooping, I don't see that. I didn't do it to my daughter. Um, you know, her mom might whoop her, but, you know, we don't live together, so that is what that is. But I don't. And she's doing all right, so I don't believe in that whooping shit. The You know, the, the title is, is it slave shit? It is a slave shit. Ninety percent of people do it, you know, so I'm not going to just throw that out there on black people. But black people, we've been getting whooped our whole lives, so, you know, maybe we need to break that break that chain. Said again. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. Breaking that cycle with with the abuse, because you know, either way you look at it, it is a form of abuse. But you know, like you say, you you should grow out of it. You know, the older the child gets, the, the, the less that it should really become lessons after that. <clears throat> word up, word up. Uh, we got a call before we get to this topics. We gonna bring to y'all, so they might go a little fast. Feel free to call anytime. Uh, ain't got the number up here because I'm a whack host. But let's go to uh, seven six six five. You on the Will and Will show? What's popping? Will and Will's. What's good? This Al D. This A Hughes. What's going on? 
Hey, you was what's poppin', man? Hey, I know, I know, Al, you've got a lot of ass whoopings. You ain't had a kid yet, Al. So what, what do you think? Hey, I haven't had a kid, but I am a veteran at getting ass whoopings as a kid. I'm, I'm with you. At one point, I was maybe four or five a week until eighth grade. That was my last whooping. I was thirteen. Uh, I got something to say about that. I feel like I agree with what you said. When a kid is younger. Putting that fear or setting that boundary, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you want to give a little pop, hey, get their attention. Don't do that. You know what I mean? But as I got older, the I would get whoopers, and then the next day, I get whoopers for talking in class. That didn't stop me from talking in the class. You know what I mean? So, like, at a point, the whoopers just kind of became a new thing, where it's like, I know I'm going to get a whooping, and then that's cool. Uh, so, now, on that measure, I think as a parent, and again, I don't have kids, but as a parent, from what I've seen, I feel like there's a certain level of respect that you want to instill in your kids. So when early, so when they get older, you ain't got to whoop them like that. So one like Lamar Green, I feel like, yeah, his daughter might be off the chain. She probably grew up in a millionaire household doing what she want to do. She a teenager. I feel like my sister got slapped upside the head one time in high school for not washing the dishes. But she came out on top. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I think it's a sense of, like, you want to have a respect. You want to instill the respect and instill some boundaries. But, I mean, flat out just beating a kid, I don't think that it works. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I feel you. You know, I got like I said, I, I know a lot of white guys that didn't get whoopings. They all right. I know some that that ain't all right. I know black guys that got whoopings. They all right. I know some that got whoopings. They ain't all right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and you know, so I don't know if it works or not. I think it's more of the respect that your parents teach you besides the whoopings. Like you said, I was getting whoopings probably for the same thing for years. You know, so it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I really it stopped did. doing what I was doing. It's just that you but, know I got a little bit of do you think that the whoopings, because I know you, I know your dad personally, I know you personally, do you think that the whoopings set a certain level of boundary? Like, yeah, you would act no. up. So, only so boundary like it said is that I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to box this guy, dog. That's the only thing, that's the only boundary it set, that I wasn't going to box this guy, and even that ended at, after a while. You know, I don't think it really, I don't know. I can't say it did, I can't say it didn't. I, I ended up all right, I'm doing the thing. My brother, he's all right. He probably got more whoopings than me, so he's probably a little more messed up than me. But, you know, he's yep. all right. He's doing his thing. But, at the, you know, I don't know if they work. I don't know. I know I was getting, you know, my worst getting in trouble was after the whooping stopped. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Exactly. I, I, I can't say if it did or not. I just know, like, a, I was abused as a child, and but I'm all right. You know, that gave me character. Yeah, but we do. probably were all abused. Yeah, I do feel like there's a level of resentment that it do create. I feel like if you're going to whoop your kids or have some type of physical discipline, then you have to backdoor and give more equal or really more love to say, hey, this is why I did that. This is what it is. I feel like that's really where it is, like the communication, kids knowing where you're coming from, knowing why this. I think that is more of the structure that's created first just the whooping like the whooping sometimes i think like you said it may be more tradition like our parents grew up getting whooping our parents knew 
hey, if your cat, if, if you act up, I should have whooped you because that's what they knew. But I think over time, what really worked for me is more of the communication. And, and my old man or somebody saying, damn, what the hell is going on in school? Or why the hell are you doing this? If you do this, this is what's going to happen. That was a better effect for me. So I think the, there's a physical that worked with you young to kind of maybe set some boundaries or set a level of respect. But I think what really worked for me was more the communication. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't have a 16-year-old daughter not not doing dishes or who knows what else she may have done. So that's a that's a whole nother key, but I still think it comes back to communication. That Hughes will. You got anything to say? Man, I mean he he hit it the, the, the nail right on the head, you know, and that's and that's and this is that that's what I try to focus on as a parent, the communicating part. But you know, sometimes you have those those times where you have to instill that fear and that belt is the only way to get it on some occasions. Not not just for no bad grades or talking in class, we're not whooping no ass for that. But on some moral values type things, some respect, some watch your mouth, some you know, we, we, we gotta take care of that, you know what I'm saying? And and I and I think I'm just extra still because like my man just said, Mr. Hughes just said, man, my mom was tough on me, you know what I'm saying? She was she was tough on me and, and her mom's was was tougher on her, so you know it's 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 just a cycle that's 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 bound to be broke. You know what I'm saying? So word up, word up, and uh, just to end that, uh, Hughes has said something about her being the she was been in there. Her look, the situation that the daughter had was that she she was a summer, she was from a previous marriage, so she's a she's come in in summer just like my daughter is, and so yeah, she probably spoiled come in the summer. He doing everything. You know, like I do for my daughter, except he's doing it, you know, with millions in the bank. So she's probably spoiled. She's been acting a fool like probably most 15-year-olds do. And, he, you know, he gave her something. He probably just gave her something too hard. A little CTE might have said in or something. So I'm not killing him, uh, to, you know, per se. And I'm not killing anybody for whooping their kids. I just It was just a good way to bring up the discussion. You're going to whoop your kids, yeah. whoop your kids, I guess. I'm not whooping my kids. I think that's foolish. But uh, let's get to the next topic found very, very interesting. Um, HISD Superintendent Richard Carnaza, Carranza, Carranza, um, is trying to change history. Not, it's not going to be history no more. He wants to make it history. You know, he's trying to add LGBTQ uh, history into the curriculum. Um, I'm not... Will, go ahead. I'm going to let you start on this one, Will. Now, I, I, I know that this is like a, a, a touchy subject, you know, for, you know, just. For hold on, Will. 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 One, one yeah, quick thing I want yeah. to add. Okay. He said this to the Houston Defender, which is the Houston, like, black magazine, right? It's a black magazine in Houston. So he's pushing this as like civil rights um, also. This is what he's saying. Wow. This is a civil rights thing. Uh, uh, gay gay rights is like civil rights. So I wanted to add that before before you go on. Okay. But you know, man, it's, 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 kind of, it's, 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 very, it's very hard to compare to the civil rights movement. Uh, it, is, it is something that, you know, if, if 
if that community wanted to, you know, open up a, a institution or something like that, or, and you offer it as a course, but to make it a part of a cu- curriculum versus, you know, it being uh, like a home ec class or something like that, or, or a computer class, something that's, you know, elective. But, you know, to, to, to force it on people who may not want to know about this type of stuff, it's just going to create like a friction. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be very uncomfortable classrooms where you got, you know, people with mixed emotions trying to learn about something that could or could not benefit them in life. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's one of those things to where, you know, it's, if it's something you need, you know, it shouldn't be something you make everybody else a necessity for everyone else too, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm I'm all, I'm all about people, you know, strengthening their culture, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and getting to the root of their culture and getting to know themselves and all that type of stuff. But when you, when you start trying to force any type of lifestyle or any type of information on somebody that is not, you know, accepting that or, the, you know, or, or, or if you just do like this boomerang in this curriculum, it's been like this for all these years, and now you want to put this here, you know, this kind of like, you know, it's going to be a very uncomfortable situation, man, you know. So I, I don't see it happening, man, to be honest. I don't. Well, no, I definitely don't see it happening, and I think it's sort of ridiculous. And not to be, you know, I'm cool with whatever you do, uh, you know, as long as it ain't with kids, it's, uh, you know, I, I could care less, you know. But we didn't learn about – I don't think we learned about, like, hippies when we were in school, you know, when the free sex, when they were just – you know, I don't think that was something that they just pushed. Um, saying we didn't – we didn't really learn about – I think you learn how that sex ed class in, like, what, fifth grade, sixth grade. So, like, sex isn't really a part of – history that we're taught you know who you know we know about first ladies and you know they might be able to add guys okay he you know maybe they say this guy I mean we don't even know I don't know I don't know what they could say but sex isn't really been a part of the history that we learned so to just to say that we need to learn about tranny history I think that's ridiculous who cares if somebody's a tranny that has nothing to do with what they're doing you know what I'm saying uh, gay history. I don't. I don't think these. I don't know that 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 shouldn't be taught. Like you said, elective. You want to learn about that in college. Do a whole little thing on it. That's cool. But to be put in the the curriculum is it's sort of ridiculous. You know, and no disrespect to anybody that's gay, and no disrespect to anybody that's uh, been influential in our history that's gay. But I I don't think who you have sex with has any, you know, is a big deal. And we don't need to learn about people who people are having sex with. So now it's turning into, you know, history is turning into the, uh, you know, TMZ where we're learning about who people had sex with, you know, what that don't even make any sense. So, you know, I know they're trying to push their thing. You know what I would take, I think they said in, uh, in Texas, their, their official stance on gay is that it's not, natural and it's it's you know it's a bad thing or whatever maybe they should put for that push for that to be taken out of the you know the curriculum uh whatever you know uh, overall the the umbrella whatever their main rules that they go by but trying to push it in into uh and whatchamacallit is crazy uh nigga you gay <laughs> 
And so I think I this point, it, it, hey, it, go ahead. So is is the guy uh, Richard Carranza? Is 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 he part of the LGBTQ community, or or is he just a heterosexual no. that just had a great idea? Well, no, you know he's not, but he's a Democrat, I believe, and they're put. I mean, ain't no belief to it. So they're pushing. You know, that's what they're pushing, and that's the way they can get. They got a lot of pressure. They probably give them a little money. They got a good agenda. They're doing their thing. You know, I can't hate on what they're doing. You know, I wish black people would do a little more of what these guys are doing. They're winning. You know, we had a black president, but I think you know the gays. Uh, and the trannies are the ones that won under Obama, not the, you know, not necessarily the black man. Some of them were black men, but not necessarily the black man. So, you know, I wish we would do what they're doing. I'm not hating on that. I just don't feel that it should be taught like history because we don't learn about that sex, sex history. That's something you get in college. That's like a Karma Sutra class. You know, you can get that online, uh, Phoenix University or something. But I don't want my son learning about that. I don't, he don't need to learn about it. Make no sense. Still there. Will's gone. Man, I'm here. I'm I'm right here, man, with you, man. Just checking, just reading into this, just saying what you were saying about the little rule about the homosexual activity, you could kind of get in trouble in HISD if you're caught, you know, with the same sex. You know, you kind of get rolled up and get suspended for that stuff, so. I mean, it's gonna be a, it's it's gonna have to be a lot of laws changed before that can even, you know, become something that you could seriously even discuss putting in the system. So right now, it's just a thought to agitate some people. So I wouldn't advise no one to take it serious. Yeah, they now they do, but now they do have it in California. It is a California. Uh, it is a part of the California education curriculum. And they're the first state, and I believe the only state that have it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think it's going to turn people gay. I'm not scared about it. I do believe people are usually born gay, you know, and that's something that they just are. Uh, so I don't think it's going to turn yeah. anybody gay or anything like that. I just don't think sex history is anything that we need that we really need to worry about. It's not being gay ain't being black. I'm sorry to tell them that, even though they're doing good things and their rights, civil rights is for everybody and all that. But, you know, let's uh, let's go ahead and skip to that, get to that uh, topic three, which was the BET Awards. Did you see the BET Awards? Well, man, I saw. I you saw seem like the type of guy that's been watching them yearly. I, I, I saw snips of it online. You know, I'm, I'm not that. The, the, you know, the, it's coming on at 8 o'clock, get to the house before 8 with your Sonic Slushy and, you know, Tony Island combo to watch the show, you know, now. But that was I a saw very Snip, detailed. Snip. That, was, that was very yeah, detailed that, that, for somebody that, who that, said that, they that, haven't that, watched, that, they didn't do it. Yeah, that was like way back in the way back in high school <laughs> days when BT Awards was live, you know. Okay. But, yeah, but... It it seemed to me like the most entertaining part of the BET Awards was what was going on on the red carpet. You know what I'm saying with these uh, with the Migos and Joe Button. You know what I'm saying. So I mean, I was I don't I I, I could tell you I know Remy Ma. She beats out uh, Nicki Minaj for 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 one of those awards, 
and I know that was like some big thing to Remy Ma, but you know, that's 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 probably it, man. I mean, I, I, I can't Has tell Rem- you. Did Remy Ma have an album this year? She had dropped a couple of pieces of work. I, I want to say they were mixtapes, though. Okay. I want to say they were oh. mixtapes. Yeah, she dropped dropped a couple of mixtapes on SoundCloud oh. and, and and that Tiff and shit like that. It wasn't a real okay. real project. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw the. Uh, I I wasn't gonna watch the BET Awards. I haven't watched the BET Awards in probably five to ten years. Who really knows? I don't know if I really watched the BET Award, but. My my partner Ernesto, he hit me, asked me, was I going to watch the BT Awards? I said, hell no. I'm sitting in the room, chilling at about 9 o'clock uh, Detroit time. And I turned on the TV. The the BT Awards is on the channel. I'm like, man, I ain't watching this. I turn it on another. I'll go up a few. It's on another channel. I turn it on. It was on man. another channel. So it was on every channel for some reason. Uh, so I did. I, I ended up watching a little bit of it. And uh, I was sort of entertained a little bit. Uh, New Edition had that little thing that was all right. They had Escape, even though they was looking like mm, like men almost. They Escape did a good job. Wow. Uh, um, I didn't really see any of the awards for some, the the awards for any for some reason. Uh, like you said, I know that that lady, uh, the big the big dyke. Uh, that's Dayton Papoose. She won like Woman of the Year or something like that. Uh, no, rap female rapper of the year without putting out an album, which seems sort of ridiculous. So I think that was a little something, and that she took shots at Nicki Minaj. You know, so I, I saw that, and then I saw your boy get the Humanitarian of, of the Year award or something like that. Uh, the guy from Chicago, man, what's his name? Uh, Chance the rapper. Chance the Rapper, yeah. Yeah, there we go. He got the Humanitarian of the Year Award. Uh, I saw that. I saw, and I saw Future, I guess one of the greatest rappers of this time, Future, and Kendrick Lamar, one of the most overrated rappers, do their little mask off thing. Um, it was pretty good. So I saw it. It was pretty good. Like you said, I said, I saw the Migos thing and Joe Budden. We were going to have a clip, but I tried the last minute add it on, and it really didn't uh, it really didn't have the whole thing on it, but I'm sure everybody saw the Migos standing up to whack ass Joe Budden. Uh, you know, after he's been talking shit for for years about him. You know, Joe Budden's is a character, but you know, I think it's I don't I, know I if the Migos don't, I don't, fight. I don't understand Joe Budden's anger. You know, I don't I don't see where this bitterness comes from or or, or, or his you know, who is he to, to say he's holding the gates of hip hop? And what he says is, you know, gold. Like, why is he so agitated by these young dudes, man? I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't, Joe Button really confuses the hell out of me. But uh, somebody gave him a platform, man. He's making somebody some money. Yeah, they have that show, uh, him and DJ Academics have that show, um, what's the day, uh, Everyday Struggle. And it's pretty entertaining. Everybody like should. Joe Joe Budden, Joe Budden's is entertaining, and that show is all right. I might check it out every now and then if I ain't got nothing else going on. Um, so it's pretty good. I'm not gonna hate on the show, but I, I do think that Joe Budden's is like an old. He's a, he's just a mad rapper. He's always been since 
you know, since he can't blow up. He's got good bars, he's, but he just can't put the songs together like a lot of rappers out there. And so, you know, he's a reality star now. So he's showing his ass in front of the Migos because they probably not going to fight. Like he said, they were on the red carpet. There was cops everywhere. So he was just showing his ass because he know nothing was going down. And the Migos was probably standing up because they knew the same thing. But they had a little more people, though, than he did. Yeah, I just I, I didn't get it, you know, I mean you as media and, and, and you taking everything so personal, you know, like hey man, you when you threw that mic down, I I I, I would've I would have stood up too, man, but I would've I probably would have pushed him or something, man. He got out of there quick. They stood up like you know, they stood up in unison like they was ready. You know, I like the way they did, you know, boy say, I don't know what hey you don't think I was on bad and bougie? I look like on bad and bougie. I felt what he was saying. You know, he had he, he was iced up like everybody else. I, I think that's what he said. He said, "Do it look like I was off? Uh, I was uh, was off bad and bougie." So he was iced out. He looked. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was just the same. They probably, you know, everybody money long. So that, I think that's what he's talking about. And then they they got a little meme. They got a little meme where they showed the video and that boy like in the background of the, uh, the in the background like sitting in the diner like at, uh, off in the uh in the cut on the video that shit is pretty funny, but uh but yeah let's go ahead and kill this last one big NBA news our your America's team Man. Houston Rockets got Chris Paul uh thirteen year I think point guard from L- the uh, L A Clippers. They traded like oh, nineteen man. guys. They traded Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, <laughs> Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell, Deron Hilliard that they just picked up from Detroit, Andre Liggins that they just picked up from Dallas, Kyle Witcher, and picking some money. So they traded about nineteen niggas to get to get uh Chris God. Paul. How do how do you think that's going? Is that what we needed? Is that what the Rockets needed? I don't. I don't feel like that was a, a, a smart move. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe might sell a, a few tickets or something to to the ladies or something. But it seems like a desperate move by the Rockets just to get a big name, another big name here. You know, this guy. Hey, hold on, hold on, is, hold on, bro. Man, I'm What's a huge Rockets fan. I'm a huge okay. Rockets fan. But I'm yeah, trying to win the chip. Rockets fan. Okay. All right, I just, hey, I just I'm, I'm trying to, to win the chip. Is this coming from hate? Are you trying to win the chip? No, right, no, continue. it's not coming. It's not, hey, look, we, we could have went and, and got some youth from somewhere, somebody that was shining. I, I mean, I can't tell you who, but I know Chris Paul is going to miss a lot of games this upcoming season, man, because he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he, he's not as, as young and fresh as he used to be. Now, had we got him four, five seasons ago, you know, maybe he could have an impact. But my honest opinion, I feel like we have – I'm not saying we didn't plummet it, but what I am saying is we have went down a notch with adding Chris Paul to our team. Man, I mean, he, I was, was, he, was a, he, he was a defensive player too. I mean, he is a big-time defensive player, but, man, I'm just – I'm a huge Pat Beverly fan. I hate we had to let Pat go off in the mix. I feel like Pat Beverly was was like the heart of the defense, that attitude we needed. I mean, he might not just got the best hands, but he had the biggest heart out there, man. And I just really just hate we had to let him go, man. Just I mean, And Chris Paul is, I, a, is, a, is a good player. 
a good player, man, but he ain't the answer. Man, I was thinking the same thing when I first got the trade. I'm a, you know, I was thinking emotionally like you. It seems like you're still in that emotional phase, and I, and I understand being a right. Rocket fan. That's why I want to ask where you were. You're still a little emotional over the pick, you know, as a as you know, as a true follower of the Rockets, as somebody that believes in Daryl Moore and what he's been doing. I, you know, I just took it at what it was. I was a little emotional at first, then I thought about it. You know, we got rid of we got rid of uh, Decker. Lou Williams and Beverly, those are my and Harold. You know that sort of stung a little. You know we gave away Harold, which was the guy who could get us some uh, post points when needed, but he couldn't rebound. So really, was he needed? I'm not really sure. Uh, Chris Paul is a is better than Beverly. I mean, he is Beverly. He does the same type of deal. He is the same type of player as Beverly. He's just a little older and way better. So I'm not gonna, you know. Did this trade make us worse off? Probably, maybe, just because we don't have Lou Williams. But I don't think that uh, we don't have that instant offense. And there, and we gave away Decker, who I think will be eventually a pretty good player. You know, this is just his second or third year in the league. You know, we didn't give him time to, to do his thing. And Decker, I think, was going to be a good guy. Plus, he's white. That would give more love to the Rockets because we got a great all-American white guy on the team. But they traded that away. But I think we'll pick up somebody else. If we don't, we're going to be the same thing as we were last year. We'll be a pretty good team in the uh, off in, in during the season, but we won't be able to beat Golden State, and that's just the uh, and that's what we're trying to do. So hopefully, we can get another player. You know, they gave we, we've got other players. We can give away Gordon. They can give away Anderson. They're talking about Melo. Would I take Carmelo Anthony? I'll leave, and, and I will take Paul George for one year. You know, if we can just just give it one shot, see what we can do and then start over again in a couple of years, man. So we're going to see they taking a shot. If we don't get anybody else, it's, it was going to be a shot in the dark. It's going to be good. Like you said, the sale will be a good regular season team. It'll be fun to watch for a little bit. But in the playoffs, we ain't going to be shit unless we get somebody else. We need somebody else. And hopefully, you know, bringing Chris Paul and having Harden, we'll be able to do it, you know. Uh, and hopefully Capella gets another 20 pounds this summer, 15 to 20 pounds. That's what we need. We need that weight. We need that weight in the tank. No doubt. I think, uh, yeah, so we got to see. The season just got exciting again. It's early. We still got football. We still got got Deshaun uh, Watson. Ain't that his name? We still got Watson playing for, going to be playing next year. For the Texans coming up, J.J. Uh, Watt is, is back. Uh, people are saying, coaches are saying that uh, Clowney looks like he's going to be a, uh, a a Hall of Famer. He's got Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Famer skills. Uh, Merciless coming, wrecking the scene. So we're gonna have a great. Hopefully they'll have a good year. Texans, Astros are the best team in in baseball right now. So you know, you know the whole the whole Houston is wired up, especially after this getting CP3. I think it's gonna be a hell of a Hell of a season, man. Things are looking up for Houston. Fuck the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Well, hey, appreciate everybody rocking with us. The Will and Wilk episode eight in the mix. You know, like always, we're going to do it each and every Wednesday at 9 Central. Wilk, what's anything to, to lead the people with? Hey man, we just like 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 my man Willis say, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in every Wednesday. 
you know, keep it locked, man. Tell somebody about it. Share this with somebody. Let them know, man, we be here every Wednesday at 9. Don't be late, man. Hold on. Hey, hey, I think we before we go, let's get this last caller in. A 210. We know it's the man, Big Rod, out there in that Uh-oh, stinky ass San Antonio. He's probably <laughs> upset because Chris Paul didn't come to San Antonio. They, they wanted him. Now that hold on, hold on, they wanted him. Now that he at Houston Rockets, <laughs> even though this nigga from Houston, they mad and hate. <laughs> Rodney, what's up, big man? Hey, I have the obituaries ready this season for the Spurs. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> what did this nigga say? Hey, get this guy out of here. He got the obituaries ready, man. Obituaries, yeah, that's why I cut his mic off as usual. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming. Big Rod, appreciate you calling. Hey, Hughes, appreciate y'all calling. And we're going to catch y'all next week. Will and Will, we out of here. Hey.